today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. One of the sectors that seems to be doing okay is the construction industry, uh, but they are not without their concerns. Like so many different factors in so many different sectors, the trades are not immune from the wave of baby boomers that are setting to retire in the coming decade, and the number in the construction industry is actually pretty concerning. Joining us to talk about this is Bob, Bob Cantoletti, who is the uh, Senior Manager of Construction with Hayes Specialist Recruitment. Uh, Bob, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could be with us today. Hey, Bill. Great to talk to you. I'm glad to be here. Well, listen, let me ask you, before we get into some of the numbers about going forward in the construction industry, how are you guys doing as, as we go through this section? I mean, it's been almost a year now uh, since uh, since we've been in lockdown in various forms, and some sectors have been hurt a lot more than others. How How is construction doing? Well, I, I would say, obviously, at the start, it was like a cold bucket of water, and everything, you know, there was a lot of what do we do, there was a lot of uncertainty, and there was that sort of visceral reaction where it's like, okay, let's shut everything down, stop, reload. So what we saw was big uh, unemployment numbers, um, lots of layoffs, projects being stopped, um, but as as the the industry started to adjust and the information started to come out and, and protocols were set into place, um, I think construction rebounded quite well, and overall, we're we're probably down about ten percent. But compared to some other industries, that's that's pretty good. Like I think I think it's surviving quite well. Yeah, when you talk to the economists about that, they they put your industry as one of the winners. Uh, you're you're not doing badly. You you know you're down a little bit, but you know, you you're treading water, which is good news. And and things are only going to get better, I guess, as we start to crawl out of this thing. The bigger problem, I guess, Bob, that you guys are looking at, is is and I'm not trying to diminish the virus. It's had an impact on everybody's lives. Is going forward is staffing. I mean, you're. Like so many other industries, we've talked about this with uh, some of the emergency uh, uh, industry, you know, police, fire, and paramedics, and things like this. Uh, we're all getting older, I guess, but you are facing a, a large, large number of people that are going to be retiring in the next uh, few years. Uh, and I guess the big question here is where the, the replacement's going to come from. You know, that's that is one hundred percent the concern. You know, the projections for the next ten years. I mean, we're talking about hundred thousand workforce shortcoming um and the reality is there's not we're not replacing at the rate we're losing and when the the more technically sound baby boomers start to fall off there's going to be a a cliff and i think the government is doing some things i think the trade the schools are making an effort but we really really are heading for a huge shortfall in in construction trades in the next five to ten years yeah, the numbers I've seen here is uh, uh, about 257,000 construction workers are going to retire by 2029, uh, and and that's problematic. And uh, you mentioned about the skilled trades. Bob, we had a skilled trade shortage even before the pandemic came along, and, and as you mentioned, uh, you're about 100,000 short right now when it comes to tradespeople. Uh, so that and that's, that's going to have an impact, and if those numbers don't get better, uh, it's going to have an impact on, on constru- construction starts, on finish times, on a whole lot of different issues. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the the thing that people don't necessarily appreciate is um, things will get done, but the cost and the timing will be the two things that are the, the hardest hit. And, you know, we were at a trade shortage pre-COVID. And, you know, when you see a high-rise building, a lot of people will see one company name on the on the board out front, but that company employs, say, 
10 people, 15 people that are managing the project, but it's the thousand other sub-trades from up to 40 different groups that are actually physically building the project that we're, we're going to run short of. And to train them up and get them interested is the real challenge right now. You know, when, when we talked at the beginning of the pandemic, almost a year ago now, uh, and I got some feedback from some of your members, uh, and, and there were some concerns about personal safety at that time, but we, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about COVID. Uh, we were concerned about how it was going to spread and uh, masking and social distancing and how, how can you social distance on a construction site. Uh, so that, that safety concern was, was prevalent, I think, with an awful lot of people. Uh, because of, of the, the knowledge that we have, I guess we, we're learning an awful lot about that. But uh, now we're into the vaccine end of things, and, and I'm sure that a lot of your members are right now saying, you know, I'm going to feel a lot more secure and safe uh, once I get that, that, that vaccine, and I can go back to work knowing that, uh, that everybody is going to be vaccinated on that site and we're going to be safe. That's, and, the, again, that's a government responsibility, but I think it's key to, the, to your recovery, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great point, Bill. And, and, you know, having, expecting people to show up to work when they don't feel 100% safe and you are in proximity, close proximity to other workers. And, and the reality is that comfort will let people show up. There's a lot of people who took voluntary layoffs because of their concerns. So, we, we will reclaim a, a large group once we get either the, the viruses, the vaccines fully distributed, but also now that there's protocols in place where people are masking and keeping the distance and doing those things, just the the safety factor is is going to help us rebound as well. Now, you talked about government assistance coming out of this, and, and I got to assume that uh, like they have in other recessions, and this is a, a pandemic recession that we're going through now, uh, that there's going to have to be some government initiatives, uh, you know, infrastructure projects, et cetera, that uh, they're going to be looking at. And there's going to be more money going out the door, probably to municipalities and, and others, uh, to start building things and putting people to work. And that's got to be good news for the construction industry. Absolutely. The, you know, say Toronto, for example, they're putting up three big LRT projects. Like those, those large-scale infrastructure projects, um, they're, they're kind of the backbone of things. But what I think the government does in Ontario that keeps construction grinding on is we have upwards of 140,000 new immigrants to Ontario every year. So our population doesn't grow organically. It's, it's an artificial growth. But when you think of the number, it's like adding a city the size of Guelph every year. So the infrastructure, the housing, the schools, all of those things have to be built. And as long as that continues, and it has for, for uh, as long as I can remember, the demand will be there. And right now, the for example, residential, it's all about high-rise. Mm-hmm. Toronto has 124 cranes at the end of 2020 in the air, which is more than the next three cities in North America combined. So as long as we have new people coming to the, to the province, we're going to need roads and bridges and schools and hospitals, and we're going to need places to house them. So in that regard, I'm really optimistic about the next you know, 20 years. Bob, let me circle back to, to where the, the, the new workers in the next 20 years are going to come from. I, I know a lot of community mm-hmm. colleges, and Mohawk and Hamilton, I think, is maybe one of the best examples, uh, have, have really geared towards that. And, and they've worked with you guys in the industry, uh, and there's a lot of, 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 of uh, 
work that's going on at the, at the different campuses, not just at Mohawk, but at others as well. And there's a lot of mentoring uh, with industry people as well. So that's happening. Uh, and and mm-hmm. But you've got to get people, I guess, even before they get to the post-secondary level uh, to consider something like construction in the trades. And, and that means reaching down probably into the high school level. To, to I, I probably educate people about exactly what the business is all about and, and what the opportunities, the career opportunities are all about. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that should be goal number one because the colleges do a great, a great job. They have some good courses and training and the trade schools do a good job. But the reality is a long time ago, we, we swapped shop classes for, for computer labs and, you know, young people coming out of high school don't appreciate or realize or have been exposed to the fact that, you know, you can be, uh, earning decent money by the age of 20 if you were to go through the the trades route and we we also we're missing out on half of the population construction is so male dominated that even in office based jobs like estimators project managers you're still at 75% male and on the site positions the trades positions it's over 90 so there's actually a huge pool of untapped talent that we have to appeal to, but it's got to start when they're young. And I, I don't know if, if construction needs a, a PR rep or a Twitter account to, to reach <laughs> some of the youth, but that, that would be key. That would be amazing. It wouldn't be a bad idea to do that. That's because uh, reaching those people is going to be such a key element to this, and and letting them know, and and also as you mentioned, uh, the new Canadians that come in every year too. They 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 need to know that, that this industry is an option for them as well. I got to ask you one last question though, because you're right. I see all the cranes that are going on, and and, and I'm starting to see some some growth here, and and some jobs that are cropping up here, uh, which begs the question about supply chain. If there is a boom, uh, Bob, and and governments are saying, look, we're going to start funding some infrastructure infrastructure projects uh, is there enough product I mean are, are you concerned about you know if, if we're going to have a surge like this that uh, supply chains that could have been impacted by COVID are going to be strong enough to be able to maintain the flow of goods it's you know it's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge it's a bit of, it's a bit of a problem and a lot of things during COVID have been repurposed and and have pivoted to to different sectors and you know I was on the phone with a guy in Ottawa who said they're having trouble getting lumber and um, but the the thing that I'm confident in is when the demand is there and their money is there people will flock towards the money and. Um, they'll make the adjustments and they'll make the growth. And, you know, we have to be more open to external ideas or, or candidates uh, from overseas to help facilitate expertise that other growing cities have used. But I'm, I'm very, I'm very optimistic about construction and I think everything we can adapt to because um, there's money behind it. It's safe. It's secure. It's going to happen. So we'll just adapt. And by the way, I, I should mention, I know we're just about out of time, there are a number of different technical innovations uh, that have happened and will continue to happen. And for young people that may be thinking, eh, maybe I want to do that, uh, if you want to be innovative and you still have those computer skills, you can do. You can apply some of those skills to construction and it would be a win-win situation. But that's a, probably a discussion that you and I can have another time. Uh, glad to hear things are doing well. Here's hoping that uh, they continue to grow. And the good news that we got from Stats Canada, of course, is that construction actually uh, seems to be one of the strengths and one the, the building foundations as we uh, come out of this and start to rebuild the economy. Uh, as always, Bob, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, continued good luck, and we'll talk again soon. 
Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Bob Bracoletti, of course, Senior Manager of Construction with Hayes Specialist Recruitment. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.